Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. But. Yes. Oh, yeah. I said but, and that means that James is back here. Hello, James. Yeah. James is back. It's me. Um. I don't know how long it's been because time is weird here. Mm-hmm. It's it's, time is it's very kind weird. of a soft place here. Aw. Like, like a sweet little <laughs> sweet little thing. Well, James, I'm very glad that you're here to guest with us. But previously on Timeline Scavengers, uh, we had a fun little scene where Phillips interrogates Arnim Zola, all the while eating the meal that was meant for Arnim Zola. And he goes, I am a vegetarian. And he's like, all right. And so he just doesn't let the uh, good steak go to waste. Uh, And just kind of, you know, shovels meat into his face. And, you know, it's just so cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that is where we left off. So that brings us to this moment right here in Captain America, the first Avenger at one hour, 28 minutes and 25 seconds. Going through to... One hour, 29 minutes, and 25 seconds. That's right. It is an exact minute clip, which I think is very fun. In a Hydra Uh, minute. uh, So let's talk about what happens in that 60 seconds, shall we? Yes. Okay. So we see a big hangar and an extremely large plane, which is the Valkyrie. Uh, A group of Hydra agents stands at the ready just outside of the, like, walkway to it, like the little ladder. Uh, The Red Skull addresses them. He says, Tomorrow Hydra will stand master of the world, born to victory on the wings of the Valkyrie. I think he actually says, does he say it with a W sound? I don't remember. I would imagine. Of the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. Anyway. Actually, um, V in in German is an F, so it would be Valkyrie. Oh, Valkyrie. Okay. Uh, And he says, our enemy's weapons will be powerless against us. If they shoot down one plane, hundreds more will rain fire upon them, which is kind of like a fun little like play on the traditional line that they use. Right. Uh, And then he does actually do the line because he lifts up a glass that has a very clear liquid in it. And he gives the classic, if they cut off one head, two more shall take its place. Hail Hydra. And then hail Hydra, hail Hydra. Right. And then that kind of goes on for a minute with like seven or eight or whatever these guys. And then he turns around just, you know, casually, you know, little 180. And suddenly we see this whole hangar is just filled with people and they all begin to also join in the hail Hydra chant. Mm. So that's all that happens in this minute. We all had very different thoughts on what was in the glass. Yes. Um, and so I'd like to kind of go through those thoughts and that thought process before we get into any other thoughts. Uh, so guest James, new James, uh, what were, what were your thoughts on what was in the, the glass that was raised? Well, I did digging for 15 or 20 minutes and then eventually just gave up and assumed it was schnapps or something <laughs> similar, but with no real, no real science behind it. I just gave up on research and life and just sat there and said, I don't know, schnapps? Yeah, I like that. I mean, honestly, though, a still very astute guess, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hold on. 
Erskine. Hang on. And. No, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Because that's literally. Well, okay. You can say it. I don't know why I'm I'm gatekeeping this answer. That was my guess. That That's why I wrote schnapps back as like a, as in like a snapback. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you give a classic snapback. My thought process was that yeah. Erskine tells the story of what's the first thing that the Nazis did, right? It's actually to take over their own land, uh-huh. right? And he talks about how his his uh, city and area uh, made schnapps and they made this you know wonderful stuff, uh, but then he flees the country, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is all that he has left of his like his hometown. Mm-hmm. My thought process is is that he is literally sitting there drinking the same stuff. It just now has a hydro label on it mm-hmm. because they've taken over the land. Is that what you were about to guess at? Not even, even not even a little bit close. No, nope, okay. no, nope, nope. and Never that wasn't. I that's bad. not my guess. I was just okay. having a fun little aside that okay. then turned sorry. into a whole thing. I'm so sorry. I I was like, oh no, someone's gonna get to the thought that I had. I so that, what was your thought then, James? Uh, I would that that before everything got weird, uh, Erskine and uh, Schmidt were schnapps buddies. Mm. Like they had weird a weird work relationship, but like they did meet like for lunch and like schnapps tastings and stuff. Do you think that maybe part of the reason why the Red Skull's transformation happened is that he didn't? Say to him, "You have a procedure tomorrow." Right, and he probably drank the schnapps, and yeah. then he took it, and like mm-hmm. then that's what. And you know how like people get him? like rosy cheeks or like a, yeah. like a red nose. Yeah. Mm, well, well, goes to show why you don't put liquids in. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, I thought it was white wine uh, because it's clearish, and also the uh, you know Nazis. Sure. So like, I had. That I had was, initially... That was the end of my logic, and. Right. Very close to the beginning of it, too. I had initially written down that I thought it was water, which yeah. was very weird, but it's just, it's so clear yeah. that I was like, is that water? And I thought, you know, it's it's considered in many cultures bad luck to, to cheers, right, with water. So I was wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's like, oh, I don't need any of that stuff. I'm going to just simply drink my little cool water. And then everyone's like, oh, hey, that's bad luck, and that's why you're going to, spoiler alert, lose. Um I thought maybe that was it. But once once James, new James, mentioned schnapps, I was like, oh my God, it's the same stuff. It's the same, it's two separate bottles, same materials. It's just quote unquote under new management. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Which and, is well, it, like a know, slap in the face. Right. And all, yeah. Some not some some Nazi shit too. Like Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like but yeah, I think realistic. I think that's absolutely plausible. I'm 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 Team Schnapps. I'm I'm on board with that being the the explanation. Is Schnapps clear? Is like, I think it can be. I'm I'm gonna double check. I I very clearly do not drink Schnapps. It's not my thing. Um, I did look up. Did Hitler drink alcohol? Because we just came out of a scene where Arnim Zola yes, is clear. says it's uh he's a vegetarian like Hitler was, and so the propaganda for the Nazis was that he didn't drink, but he actually did. So. Uh, it, it is That's clear, just by the, the worst. Way. Which part? Oh, just all of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Hitler, yeah, good call. Well, hey, let me let me do some real fast, um, you know, s- stuff here. Yeah. The German term schnapps refers to any kind of strong, dry spirit. Um, 
And so you have uh, two different types that were kind of like the, the main ones, essentially, uh, in Germany. You had Obstler, O-B-S-T-L-E-R, I just like, or Obst, Obstbrand, Obstbrand. Wow, that's weird and hard to say. O-B-S-T-B-R-A-N-D. So Obstbrand um, means fruit brandy, and what's right. the other one? Uh, and so then the other one is Geist, G-E-I-S-T, which that's, just means that's spirit. ghost, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're both different types of fruit brandy, essentially. Right. Um, but So the first one is a traditional type by fermenting macerated fruit and distilling to produce a clear, unsweetened fruit brandy. Mm. Um, so that's that. So that they typically use apples, apricots, cherries, pears, plums, uh, both Mirabelle and purple plums, mm. and quinces. Q U I N C E S. Yep, I've never heard of this. Fruit. I think that's what they named the character in uh, in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Peter Quince. After I was gonna make the same damn joke. I don't. I don't well think that that's a joke. I think that that's actually. Oh. Anyways, it's what marmalade is made out of. Interesting. Mm. Did not know that. Okay. Um, also, sorry, I've, I've also found that if you keep scrolling down, they also have sometimes oh. used Williams pears as well. Uh, his name is oh, derived from que- queens or quans, which are interlocked oversized corner blocks used by masons to add extra strength at corners and edges of stone walls. So oh, uh, okay. that is not a uh, fruit reference. Gotcha. What about corn uh, walls? It's nothing. That's a vegetable <laughs> reference. <laughs> mm, gotcha. <laughs> uh, and so Geist, by the way, is created by infusing macerated fresh berries in neutral spirits and steeping for some time before distillation. Um, new, uh, so neutral alcohol is necessary because many berries have a sugar content that is right. too low to economically ferment and distill. Right. Raspberries, for instance, contain between 4.5 and 6% sugar. Uh, so common mm. fruits in these would be blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, currants, uh, ro- roanberries, apricots, peaches, and sloes. The slow gin fizz? Yes, I was going to say slow gin, yeah. Yeah. And Very then uh, they also sometimes would use nuts, herbs, or rose petals. Aw. Uh, just just for flavoring. <laughs> it was it was just like in addition to those other yeah. things. Um, and then obviously the UK and US kind of got their hands on these things and made their own versions of schnapps. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So I wonder, I, I wonder what kind of schnapps that could have been based on, do you remember, does he say Augsburg. what city he's from? Augsburg. Augsburg. Do we know what was popular in Augsburg? Well, I do. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell. <laughs> it's an ancient secret. I have to keep to myself. Ancient Augsburg secret, huh? <laughs> Witch hunts. Let's see. Um, I'm sorry. Did you say witch hunts? Yeah, part of the that Augsburg was... uh, historical uh, Wikipedia has to do with witch hunts. I'm trying to figure Good out stuff. what's the most popular fruit in Augsburg. In the 90s, there would have been a joke there, but there's not now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Augsburg is also called Fuggersstadt. Yeah, I was just like reading that. Um, not to me. What the fuck? I still don't know what this is. Okay. Weird. <laughs> uh, the the dot she made from fruit, preferably prunes and thin cake dough. So I guess prunes. But you know, you I said suppose. plums. So plums <laughs> yes, would so, be prunes. Yeah. So that, yeah. It they are plum out of schnapps. Hmm? Unless you're in hydro. Pruned. Cut down one <laughs> plum. Mm. Two more and there will be, place. yeah. 
Cut down one plum tree and two more shall take its place like that. It's not, you have to actually plant. So I was like, what's that? <laughs> you have to start a new garden? Okay. New plan, more schnapps soon. Have to plant more shrubbery. Trees. Whatever. Uh, okay. So anyway, that was all. So did you, did you trash. say that you, that, gotcha. so the, the prunes is, is the, is the chief export of, of, uh. That's the, that's the only fruit that they seem to mention being kind of mm-hmm. popular okay. in the area. So I'm imagining plums and prunes. And, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, cool. So that's probably what their schnapps is made from. Cool. Um, okay. Do we have any other thoughts uh, on this scene before I do a question? That's so many people. That's that. I mean, like. It's a lot of people. That's it's just it, it's an overwhelming it amount is. of of like. Sometimes I picture being at like Woodstock mm-hmm. and being like, like everyone here kind of knows who I am, depending on who it is. Um, if I'm country Joe, perhaps. Okay. Or sure. one of the fish. Um, but it's such a sea of people that it's like, look, it's like a, I don't know. It begins to look like a teeming mass and people who've listened to this show for a long time know that I hate teeming masses. So after, COVID times mm-hmm. looking at a sea of people in that regard feels so like, I don't know what the word for it is filthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like yeah. seeing that many people in one spot. Yeah. You're just kind of like, Oh, those people are going to be so sick. Like it's mm-hmm. all you can kind of uh-huh. like, you're just like, Oh, what a super spreader. Right. You know? And like, it's uh, nowadays it's not as fun because like in the beginning times, like when I say beginning times, I'm talking first four weeks of COVID uh-huh. when you would be watching a movie and you'd be like, okay, take a drink when people aren't six feet apart, you know, take a drink if it's more than 10 people, hmm. uh, you know, like while you're watching a movie or TV, cause you're like, sure, the, the this is kind of gamifying fun, uh, like, you know, yeah. this thing because yeah. it's not going to last that long. And then like after two and a half years, you're just like. I am now standing not six feet apart from this person, but I'm still wearing a mask, even though I'm double dosed up and double uh, 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 boosted. And okay, it's not so fun anymore. You know, it's just, it's constant now. But like, I see groups of people in that amount and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I can't imagine. Right. I can't imagine. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Mm. I mean, you know that diseases, like, I'm sorry, sorry, that wasn't me being like, Colin, you know, like, it's easy, like, it, people got sick there totally. And like, right. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think about that. Like, I, like, I'm not like, you know, the, I mean, like, you know, bad acid and like anonymous, unprotected sex and stuff aside, just talking about Woodstock, not anything right, else. Right. Yeah. No, I, I got um, you. And like, all not, the mud, not that like, hydra hanger. Right. right, exactly. But it's like a cold or a flu might go right. through. But like that's the thing, right? Like you think about how often people have probably gotten sick in some regard from gatherings right. like that. Right. But it's never been like a life-threatening thing like it is now. And so now you look at oh, it and you're like, I mean, it has been. Well, you get <laughs> historic. I, mean. I mean, like, yeah, sure, I, sure. I would say on average, are you going to have like a group gathering that much and find that really? anyone dies you know like within a week of that you know just from like an illness usually not i feel right. like 
you know, like I would say the chances of that are were back then maybe slimmer, but now right. it's just as like, God damn, like half of that group now has gone to CVS or Walgreens and is like, oh, come on. Well, guess I'm in quarantine. Got to door dash it for the next two weeks. You know, things like that. Yeah. Boy, you have more faith in people than I do. Of course. But okay. Back back then, uh, you think CBS and CBS and Walgreens was, <laughs> oh, yeah. was uh, That's fair. Uh, the back alley, and then uh, quarantine was um, just hanging out at your friend's place, and then DoorDash was uh, hitchhiking. I have a question for you. So, um, speaking of a lot of people, he uh-huh. stands there in front of this large crowd. And he gives this speech. Mm. I'm not going to ask you to give a speech because it feels like a little weird, especially we're not the most, you know, like it's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But what I am curious of, though, is, you know, what is your public speaking like record for lack of a better term? Like, have you ever had to give a Uh, large tricky by Run DMC? (sighs) Okay. Have you ever had to give a speech, though, like to a large crowd? And how did it go? I was talking to. I'm sorry, James. Is it okay if I just jump into this? I'm. Is, yeah. Is, that, is it cool? Yeah, I was talking to my daughter it. about this today, um, and I was saying like I was fine giving like monologues in plays because I can't see the audience, mm-hmm. but when I can see the audience, it becomes overwhelming to because I I look at I'm reading everyone's sort of thing, their whole situation, and it's too many people to. Uh, so close, concentrate and so uh, the last time I gave a big speech in front of a crowd that I could see I don't even know I don't think I have I think I, I think that I probably haven't spoken in front of more than like a class was, so okay so for a class though did you have to do that like in college at some point yeah i mean like there was like lit and seminar which i'm like i guess i gave like a, a presentation for like a fisheries uh conference with my with my chemistry research and stuff but that was like 20 you know 20 25 people at most hmm. and it was a powerpoint so it wasn't just me standing up there just Going, had, like um yeah, exactly if they well, sweat out one equation what? two more shall take its place right that's Yep, that's how um, math works. That was what, and yeah, math is um, math was nowhere to be seen in my research because it was about fish. <laughs> um, but uh, I start to sway when I'm doing public speaking, uh, hmm. so I don't know what I'll that sway. is, but like, it's not it's great, nerves. and it is. Ha- I guess it's nerves. It feels sort of like an orientation thing, but uh, I mean, I know it's nerves, but like, I don't understand why that right. is the thing that. Um, I've never tried pacing, like if I had a microphone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I don't think I've really given a speech in front of people, uh, a large group of people I could see um, in my life, probably. Yeah. Yeah, any of mine would have been eons ago. Uh, I gave the opening speech or the groundbreaking speech at the Norman Rockwell Museum where I cool. grew up. Was it the groundbreaking cool. or was it the opening? Sometime in you like know, 30, 30, 30 years like ago. I'm, somebody's watching me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, in college, having to do a couple, but that would be 20 years ago. Yeah. I was supposed to talk to a bunch of college students this coming week, and then it got canceled, which, like, hell yeah, that's the way to yeah. do it. So exactly. I don't know that I have either. I don't. 
okay. I, I just avoid it. Like, it, I don't want to do it, so I don't sure. do it if I don't have to. So, okay, so I've done, obviously, some some things, right? I mean, like 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 James was saying, James, uh, co-host James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did theater and stuff like that, so I've done a lot of monologues. I've done a lot of standing on a stage and speaking. I've done some, like, presentations or, like, award ceremony type things, which would be, sure. like, a few hundred people and, like, you know, talking and announcing and doing, like, a speech in that regard. Yeah. Um, I've done, like, in-class presentations, and sure. uh, while I was doing my MBA, I was in a uh, communications course where we had to do public speaking things, uh, and, like, I crushed those, like, every time. Like, I was easily... I don't mean to be cocky about this. It's probably if the only you know, thing you know. where I felt... Yeah. It's probably the only thing in the entire semester or, se- or, or uh, whole set of classes where I definitely was like, I was the best in this class at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but uh, I, I I think that like I do enjoy it. There are certain things that do make me nervous still, um, like certain types of performances that like I feel like I could easily be like, oh, actually, this is nerve wracking still, um, you know, but I think also like doing things like being in a band and stuff like that, like, you know, has also helped me with that because I've had to do banter and talk to people while people set up or tune or whatever. Um Plus, I usually need a, a hot second. I can't just go directly in to my next, uh, you know, uh, I knew what you were trying to say. Uh, I couldn't just immediately jump right into the next song kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, Two, uh, three, I mean, four. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, just... you're good. No, but I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I do think that like doing live shows for podcasts mm-hmm. is something that I think is um, – Kind of interesting because we did a couple at uh, Midori Con right before uh, the COVID bullshit Tracy's happened. Was yes, that tra- yeah, that was, did, yeah, that was Tracy in a pantsuit, and it was yeah. a great pantsuit. It was. Um, we did uh, a couple live shows of a couple different podcasts. Excuse me, and like I wasn't too nervous about that. I was nervous to get it started. I wasn't fully sure on you know. If when I opened my mouth and started, like, I was kind of like, I'm going to bring the same energy as I always do, but, like, are the people here going to buy into it? Right. Because we were special guests there, but we certainly weren't majorly known by people there. You know what I mean? People showed up just because it was on the programming and they were like, oh, this sounds interesting. But, like, everything that we did there was very unknown. Um, But once I started, you know, people remained in their seats and they stay there the whole time. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, and then we've also done snips, um, you know, where we've done some stuff, but the, I, I get that like, that's not necessarily as scary because there's no one that yeah. you can physically see. Yeah. But it is also a thing of like, sometimes if I look over and see how many people are viewing and it's like 45, mm-hmm. even though it's only a double digit number, I'm still like, that's a lot of people looking at mm-hmm. me right now and hearing what I'm saying. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I do want to do live shows for sure. like, in person at some point. So I'm kind of like psyching myself up for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I I want to pivot for one brief moment because I did lie to you when I said, we're not going to do speeches. Okay. Something that both of you basically ended up saying uh, or kind of making jokes about made me think of this. I would like all of us to take 30 seconds, maybe a minute to just, you know, think about what one of your favorite songs is. Hmm. 
look up the lyrics to it just to make sure that you have it in front of you. And I think it would be fun if we take turns all doing just like a verse, maybe, as if it was a speech. Oh, like the TikTok as the PowerPoint, the TED Talk. Right, yeah, yeah. kind of like the the, the TED Talk where you're doing that. But like, I don't think you need to be like, you know, um, late night, come home. Right. Work sucks. Boop. I know. Like, you don't need to do the whole, you know, presentation and like everything like that. But like, I do think it'd be fun to like, just, you know, have us do song lyrics as, because that's also a theater thing. Right. Let me know when you've got them. I'm going to do my current favorite song. Uh, it's depressing. <laughs> oh, good. Get out of here. Really? Yeah. James Guest, would you like to be first, second, or third? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Then James Scost. Okay. I just was thinking about how this is not it. I was just thinking about how church uh, has influenced my life in ways that I don't remember. Because I was just about to say a reading from, <laughs> and now I'm actually going to say that. This is a reading from Low Tide. I thought you were already reading. That's really funny. I was remember like, when I wow, said this that, is not it. What a great. Maybe that was in the song. <laughs> that, 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 that still could be a lyric. It, yeah. yeah. This is not part of it. Part of it. Part of it. Part of it. Okay, part. now I know. Um, yeah. uh, this is a song called Low Tide uh, by the band The Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. One of your favorite songs right now. I'm staring at the wall because the only news is bad news. I'm waiting to fall. I'm the rain cloud in your living room. And I keep making lists of shit to tell my therapists the reasons I wish I didn't exist. I'm sinking fast and taking everyone down with me alone at last somewhere in South Jersey My breath fogs up my glasses, and smoke hangs heavy in the wind. I'm reading up on black holes, hoping one might take me in. I'm growing out my hair, because who gives a shit? And scene. All right. uh, Guess James. Such a good song, but it's so depressing. (laughs) It is. All the good songs are depressing. Yeah. All the... Good, Good songs. Okay. Our depression. This is a reading from Out Getting Ribs by King Cruel. Okay. And hate runs through my blood while my tongue was in love. But my heart was left above. I've got to be leaving now. I thought I'd never be shot down. But girl, I'm black. And blue. So beaten down for you. Well, I'm beaten down in bloom. Very nice. I went Shatner on that a little. I felt myself going a little Shatner as well. I was going for Andrew Scott doing To Be or Not To Be, which is... Mm. God, Excellent. where he takes the longest fucking pause. But it makes me understand no, what the fuck Hamlet's talking about. Yeah. It, like, yeah. I'll give him oh, all the time he, in the well, world. Well, he does two. There's two. I the, one of them is almost uncomfortably long, but I feel like that's. It, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. But yeah. the very first one where he just says like to be. Yeah. Or, not to be, and I was like, holy shit, that was so long. But yeah. like, it's it's because part of it is you know it's coming, but also, it's like there's still so much thought. Yeah. In between those two 
two well, he, moments. He emphasizes like, to be as a quote in the second, right. like the not. He's like, or not to be. Right. And I'm like, I've never heard someone, and you know, I don't have a lot but of Shakespearean that's... play experience, but like, but I also feel like that is what they are supposed to be saying too. Absolutely, like, oh, absolutely. There's a bunch of things in that monologue where I'm like, oh, if you pause there, now I see right. what the hell is talking. He's talking about, <laughs> right? Um, okay. And by opposing and them, yeah. Anyways, speaking of how people deliver things, oh, okay. I'm going to do a little bit of a reading from a song that I've been jamming to recently. Wendy Clear. You know, I almost did that one, but I thought, you know, that feels a little bit too on brand for me. So I'm going to do one that I'm not as familiar with just to kind of have a little bit of, uh, I don't know, improvisation almost to it. Okay. I mean, I've obviously heard this song many times, but not nearly as many times, right? So this is a reading from uh, the book of, uh, of Neon Trees, the chapter Sins of My Youth. Yes. Um, My favorite so song on that album. Woo. Yeah, same, 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 same. Okay. I've got these habits that I cannot break. I found life out on the weekdays when we would drive to some new city. Call me crazy, but I was born to make a mess. Would you... Don't. Would you love me still if I were to confess that I had a little too much fun back when I was young? Nah. I'm going to do the chorus too, just because it's that one's such a short verse. I've got these habits that I cannot break. And as I'm older, there is more at stake. I mean, go ahead and call me fake, but these are the sins of my youth. I break habits just to fall in love, but... I do it on designer drugs. You can call me dangerous, but these are the sins of my youth. Okay, and scene. There we go. Very, very well done. Excellent job, everyone. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Yep. Great Bravo. job. I need to. I need to um, consider fatality and sort of the meaning of life. So, I'm just gonna take a sure. second here. Uh, hey, I've just realized something about when this episode airs. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna be very selfish for a brief moment, but because I know that they listen to the show. Here's a quick shout out and happy birthday to my mom. Oh. Avid listener who has not missed a single episode of Timeline Scavengers. Very nice. Anita Parker. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, okay. Now with that, we can officially throw the kid in the river. Uh, that's going to do it for uh, today's show. Uh, James, thank you for being a guest on on our show again. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm gonna talk about the Patreon. Okay, is that I you were is gonna that... say something else to James? That's really funny. I thought you were about to ask a question. I was. You, okay. I was. Okay. And then, but enough about like, our Patreon. Why don't you talk about our Patreon? Um, no, we yeah. have a Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash The Scavengers Network, where for two dollars a month you can get access to all sorts of bonus content, uh, including. Possibly stuff from this episode, possibly stuff from other Timeline Scavengers episodes. Uh, we have a, a Timeline Scavengers annual number one, colon 1931, which is a, where we played an actual play. Uh, the name of the game is escaping me, but... Uh, masks. Masks, right. I was like, kicks, capes, japes. Dang it, Briar. That's the podcast. Um, <laughs> we also recently had another piece of bonus content for this show. Fondue! Uh, fondue! That's right. That's right. Um, 
we had that was back at the beginning of August, um, which it just came out uh, this week as you're listening right. to it because recording on August seventh, twenty twenty two, where I am. Um, and and uh, same so, for me. And we uh we and but not James. Oh, He's true. Good living in the past. Um, we Colin and I ate fondue like two years ago in anticipation of the episode where they mentioned fondue. So yeah, that's the thing. Um, really jumped the gun, but you know, for sure. Thanks, nineteen thirty one. Um, <laughs> everyone's favorite year. Everyone's favorite year. Sometimes I hear 1931 and I'm like, "Some." Um, all right, but so go check out go check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheScavengersNetwork. It is full of stuff, even stuff that don't include me or Colin talking. If that is suddenly your preference of bonus content <laughs> that you are into. Um, if you've heard us way too much. Yeah. I want to hear bonus content by anyone else. There is anyone else all over that Patreon. So uh, that's going to do it for today. Um, James, I think we have one Red Skull recording left to get in the can for the entirety of the rest of this century. I'm really excited to get it in the can, let me tell you. I, I know you are. A true consummate professional consummated professional um that's gonna do it uh as always i am james anderson i'm colin parker i'm i'll just be james today excelsior The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.